are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. Psalms 92 verse 13, the Bible says, Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. It is important to be a permanent member of the house of the Lord. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay starts a new series, Reasons Why You Must Be a Permanent Member of the Church. We are part of a family. We are brothers and sisters of the first son, Jesus Christ, and our father, God, reigns. We are a building, and each building block is important. We are a part of a garden. God is beautifying us and flourishing us when we are planted in his house. So let us listen into this anointed word and be blessed. But today I have a very important announcement to make to, to you. Are you ready for the announcement? Are you ready? Shake somebody. Pastor has an announcement. Well, you're going to have to get a new pastor. Because I am leaving. I got a good contract in Utah. And, um, huh? Well, I got a contract there which is better than what I'm getting in Memphis for my work and um, I've moved my children already my wife is getting ready to come along as well and so we're going to leave you in the hands of Pastor Lady Pastor Devonia assisted by Pastor Richard is coming with me but Lady Pastor Devonia assisted by Pastor Brother William okay so that's it so I want to just let you know it's it hurts but gotta do what i gotta do am i serious what am i a joker <laughs> you're coming along with me how many want to come along with me everybody how many want me to leave how many want me to stay well, that's the basis of my message for you today. I want you also to stay. Clap for the Lord Jesus. <laughs> remember your reaction when I made this announcement. The day you tell me you are leaving this church. Remember. You're about to cry. What did you say? You're about to cry. You too. When your high fever comes and you say, I'm not coming to you, I feel like crying. So today I'm going to talk to you about how to become permanent with God. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Permanent membership of God's kingdom. How many are happy that I'm not leaving? Well, I'm very happy that you're also staying. Tell somebody, if you want pastor to be permanent, then you've got to be permanent too. I think I really got you. I think I really got you where I wanted it to be. Ladies and gentlemen, many people don't have permanence in relationships. They just want a one-night stand. Yeah, I shouldn't say it. Yeah, I shouldn't say it. How could you get the best of me for just once? Many people in relationships, they want boyfriend, girlfriend, but they don't want marriage. They break people's hearts. Many people make fun of relationships. Many people speak bold, 
big, but they are empty. They mean nothing. One person just went to a lady and just started looking. The, the lady said, why are you looking? Why are you looking? She says, I was just trying to see whether you are made in heaven. <laughs> wow. In other words, your label, is it made in heaven? Made on earth. One person said, <laughs> came to a lady, I'm so tired. I'm panting. The lady said, okay, I actually told the lady, you must be really tired. You must be panting. The lady said, why are you saying that? How do you know about my feelings? Because she said, you've been running through my mind all day. <laughs> These are the words, but they mean nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read to you a passage of scripture. How God wants a permanent relationship with you. No backsliding, no second thoughts, everything in complete surrender marital relationship with God marital relationship with his kingdom not up and down not an erratic relationship I have been married or my wife rather has been married to me for 26 years going on 27 by God's grace when we were 25 years I told her I want to marry you again yeah I went on my knees I said will you marry me she said your answer doesn't matter because you married me already yeah that's how it should be we should renew our relationship with god every day let me read something luke chapter 10 from verse number 30. luke chapter 10 get your papers and write down and let me tell you how jesus feels about his relationship with us the bible says luke chapter 10 from verse number 30. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jer Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Hallelujah. They left him half dead. Have you seen a half dead person before? Somebody who has been beaten and is panting. And it's just, it's a bad situation. You can see that the person is just unconscious. That's half dead. It means the person is unconscious. Yes, you don't know which way to go. Unconscious. And he has to half dead. Then verse 31. Keep going. 31. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Keep going. And likewise, a Levite. That means an elder in the church. Okay. <laughs> When he was at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side as well. You'll be surprised at what church folk can do. How uncaring some church people can be. A pastor, you see somebody suffering and you just walk by. An elder, a shepherd, a basenta leader, a church, whatever, chorister. Cleaner, usher, a believer, a worshiper, went on there. But a certain unbeliever or Samaritan, alien, stranger, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Ladies and gentlemen, an unbeliever should not have more compassion than you. There should no way <clears throat> that an unbeliever looks more kind than you. The day that happens, you, 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 you have to know that your Christianity is invalid, sick. But a certain Samaritan journey came and saw him and had compassion on him. Verse 34. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast on his own donkey and brought him to an inn give me new king james brought me to an inn and took care of him and watch this on the next day when this samaritan this stranger departed he took out two pieces of money denarii 
gave them to who? The innkeeper. And said, take care of him. Take care of him for me. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Clap for that stranger. Clap for that person. Ladies and gentlemen, let me explain to you who that stranger was. Jesus represents Jesus. He said, behave like me. And he asked them, which of them showed more love, was a good neighbor? Jesus said, he said, Jesus came from heaven strange. He had nothing to do with our sin. He was no man like us. He was not even born of a human, human interaction. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Ghost, of a virgin Mary, and came to the earth strange as it is with his righteousness and through him where pastors and church elders didn't care much about souls as many church members do not care jesus came from heaven and said what is this i give the pastor that job he's not doing it i give the levi that job he's not doing it so jesus came and demonstrated this neighborliness and said, this is how we should behave. And said, the stranger like me from heaven, I don't have anything to lose. I'm in heaven already. I've come and I've taken care of this man. Poured in oil and wine. Bandaged his wounds. Carried him on his own donkey. Took him to church. The innkeeper is the pastor. And gave him to the pastor. He says, take care of him. Whatever you need to take care of Isabella has been given to the pastor. This word is from God. From Jesus. His word is God. The word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Everything I'm reading is bringing Jesus into you. He said, I will give whatever it takes to take care of. That's why pastors have a certain heart, a certain compassion, it's not like, sometimes you wonder, one person asks me, Pastor, what do you want? What do you get from this? What's in this for you? Are you understanding? But Michael, you've been, have you, you've, you've, you've been asked that question. What is in this for you? Why are you visiting me? Why are you picking me up? Why are you putting me in your car? Why are you spending money on gas just for me to be in church? Why are you calling me? Why are you visiting me? I even have lunch with church members just to establish them in the kingdom. They ask, why? They ask my shepherds, why? One of my shepherds recently told me, he said, Pastor, for the first three years, I was always watching you to see whether you are in this for money. And he said, finally, I just broke down and concluded that this is for real. You are just doing it for the kingdom. I've never been paid one dime for this job and you should never be paid anything for the work of the lord and jesus christ said as i'm brought the person to the church to the innkeeper how long is a person supposed to be in the inn with the innkeeper is there how long till what somebody is saying something i think this may be till what till he comes again till he comes again clap for 105 points Write it down. I am supposed to be in the church till Jesus comes again. Write it down. I am supposed to be in the church till Jesus comes again. That sounds like a permanent member. That sounds like a permanent member. A permanent resident. A citizen. This is home. Tell somebody this is home. Says Jesus. If there is anybody that obeys Christ, that really believes Jesus is real, then you must obey this. He said he sent him on his own to the inn and gave him to the innkeeper to take care of him. I'm supposed to take care of you, but you're supposed to be in here forever. The church is not like a hospital that you are well so you can go home. 
Yeah. I'll say it again. The church that hospitality, but it's not a hospital. There is nobody that's going to be. The Bible says, until we come to the unity of the height and stature of Christ. Until we become exactly like Christ. How many think that you can ever become Christ? Just, this is Jesus. No. So that means you keep going and going until this body is not needed anymore. Your spirit will become like Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the key. So God wants us to be permanent. So Pastor Lindsay has no right to come and stand here and announce, I am leaving. The day I do that, tell Pastor, Pastor, Jesus says, stay here till he comes. Clap for Jesus again. Well, since you've clapped for that announcement, turn to somebody. Say, Jesus says you must stay here until he comes. And this time, clap for that person again. Wow. So, whenever somebody invites you or carries you in his own car and brings you to the church, see Jesus doing that work. Isabella, you may have been brought by Brother Robert, but he's not... It's not Brother Robert. It's Jesus himself who brought you to the inn and put you into the charge of this innkeeper and put whatever it takes. When I bring you to a prayer meeting, when I bring you to a teaching like this, to a service, to a worship thing, it's Jesus who has given me something to give to you. I have nothing of my own self except what Jesus gives. So the question is, why? What are the reasons why you must become a permanent member. What are the reasons? What are the reasons? What are the reasons? Reason number one, because you are part of a family. Write it down. Because you are a part of a family. In this church, you are a part of a family. How do I know? How do I know? Because the Bible says so. The Bible says you're part of a family. When you read in the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 29. We can even read the new living. It says, for whom God did foreknow. New living translation is even nicer. For God knew his people in advance. And he chose them to become like his son. Just like his son. No different. So that his son would be the firstborn among many what? Brothers and sisters. So, Jesus Christ is the firstborn of this family. We are brothers and sisters. Brother Clark, you are my brother. You are my sister. Yeah, I know that's, you are my brother, you are my sister. So take me by the hand. Together we will work until he comes. There's no foe that can defeat us when we walk side by side. As long as there is love, we will stand. The first church, they loved each other. They sold what they had and they supported each other. That's what a family does. Jesus says, I'm the firstborn. Jesus actually said in Luke chapter 2 verse 49, he said, I must be about my father's business. We have a, a, a similar father, our same father. Your father, when we are praying in Luke chapter 11 verse 2, Jesus told them, when you are praying, say, our father which art in heaven. Do you know that your father is my father? Do you know that Bible says we have the same last name? Yeah. Let me read it to you. In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 15, it says the family of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Is named. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 15. The whole family. We have a family in heaven. We have the family on earth. We are named, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you may not realize you have the same last name as mine. Brother Michael, you are a Christian, I'm a Christian. You are Christian Michael, I'm Christian Lindsay. We are Christian brothers and sisters. Our school is CBU, Christian Brothers University. Yeah. You are my brother. It is in age does not matter at all. We are siblings. God has no grandchildren. I'll say it again. God has no grandchildren. It doesn't matter my age. That's why I call brother Michael. I call sister Isabella. I call brother Clark. Sister Liana. Not baby Liana. Not grandchild Liana. But brother and sister. Bible says Jesus Christ is the firstborn among the brothers and sisters. Let me ask you. Something. Isabella. What's your last name originally before Javi spelled your name? Andrews. 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 Well, so Andrews is your family name. Have you had issues with brother Robert, your brother, before? Yes. Once or twice? A lot. A lot. Have you felt like slapping him before? Yes. How many times? A lot. A lot. Have you fought with Robert before? Or has he beaten you before? Both. Both. Oh my goodness. How many times? A lot. Brother Robert, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here, Brother Robert. This is Brother Robert. Such a tall, big man. And you beat this little sister? Mercy, forgive. forgive you. Yes, forgive. Are you still his brother? You still hold the name Andrews. Your mother is still your mother. Why haven't you run out of the house? My family. Because what? It's my family. Wow, clap for this family girl. So you have no intention of annulling your relationship with this brother you don't want to divorce him from the family although you have issues with this guy he's got issues you know yes how many issues a lot oh a lot a lot brother jesus has been working on you for 35 years you still got issues ladies and gentlemen this is how it is there's not going to be no perfect church member who will not offend you, including this nice Pastor Lindsay who preaches so well here. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I will offend you. You will offend me. We will have issues. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. Ladies and gentlemen, God understands that there will be issues, but he doesn't expect you to divorce yourself from the church. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Because it's a family. You're part of a family. You're part of a family. The Bible says in Psalm 68, verse number 6, the Lord puts the solitary into families. He puts the lonely into families. Believe me, I was very lonely. Manuel, I was very lonely when I came to Memphis. This family has made me feel accepted. Yeah, Brother Michael, I never knew I'll get a nice friend like you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brother Edmund, I never knew that I can have a friend like you because of the church. I didn't know, Sister Cheryl, that I will interact with a very pregnant woman like you. Look at this girl. Come. She's very pregnant. <laughs> Heavily pregnant. Any moment from now, this baby will... You watch, but this evening, within 24 hours, we're here. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I even have a family who is inside of the womb. Is it the time to divorce her? This girl has issues, man. A lot. Thank you. Someone say a lot. 
Oh, but I will keep loving her. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1, let brotherly love stop. Isn't it? Let brotherly love be divorced. No, let's read it again. Maybe I can't see. I need glasses. Let brotherly love what? Continue. Let it continue. Keep loving people. Keep loving the church. Keep loving this lady who has issues. And then you add a lot. Clap for the Lord Jesus. He has so much issues, he's put some in the stomach. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Very pregnant with issues. Have you heard someone when they say you are full of it? Yeah. Some church members are full of it. Oh, yeah. One lady told me when I was giving her problems, a lot of problems, one day told me you are very constipated. <laughs> Do you know? She's, in other words, you are full of it. Yeah. Tell someone, some church members are constipated. Some church members are really constipated. They are full of it. When you meet them, you won't even believe that they are Christians. But they are your brothers. But they are your sisters. Tell somebody, do you have constipation? Whatever the answer, I respond, I still love you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I still love you. In spite of your constipation, don't refer them to this gastroenterologist to try and purge them of this. I will give them go lightly, colonics and wash out everything. But believe me, even when I wash out and I do the colonoscopy, Devonia, you find that Manuel will become constipated again. What a shock. And this man's constipation is not easy. <laughs> hey! Some of them, they are impacted. Some people, they haven't met your bathroom. Impacted a lot. Yeah. A lot. Christian relationship is like marriage. Till death do us part. Look, the only thing that should separate between me and you, Devonia, is you either come to my funeral or I come to your funeral. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Or better still, we get raptured together when Jesus comes. Brother Smokey, I don't intend to have a problem with you that will tell, make me that I don't talk to you anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. I will be sick. It's high fever that will make you. I won't talk to this girl anymore. I won't talk to this. Even if there are issues, call pastor. We'll resolve it. And if it's too much, we'll put you on this side and then you'll be on the other side until issues are resolved. But the home will be there. When you had issues with Brother Robert for his constipation, did you live in the same house or you ran away to a hotel? He lived in the same house. The same mother fed you? Yes. The mother is still here? Yes, right there. Mommy, did they ever fight? The answer is what? A lot. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Robert, go and sit down. God bless you. Wow. Tell somebody, what a family. That's why I love the church. Let me tell you, Jesus came with the blood. I'm going to show you something. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 21. You will see the kind of people that are associated with your constipated self. You are full of it, but you will see the company that God will put you in. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's look from verse 23. From verse 22. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. From verse 22. Hebrews 12 verse 22, my brother. You see, he's getting conspiration. <laughs> he's full of it all. You see. Okay. Bible says, but you have come to Mount Zion. This church is Mount Zion. It's the city of the living God. This is God's city. Tell someone, this is God's city. The city of the living God. We are in the heavenly Jerusalem. Yeah. God prepares his family here before he takes them up. Do you know that even if you don't talk to me here, you will have to talk to me in heaven. Heaven, there's no gossip. There's no bitterness. You can't carry any bitterness along. It's in your interest to learn how to deal with it. 
That's why when you are marrying, you better marry a Christian. So that they can forgive. Sometimes I can get angry with my wife and then as I'm worried, what's going to happen? I tell myself, she's a Christian, she will forgive me. I even exploit it sometimes. Yeah, oh, she'll forgive me. And she truly forgives me. And to Amina, I don't expect that I'll preach and say the preaching was against you, so next week I won't come. It shows it will show that you are immature. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, heavenly Jerusalem. We are practicing right here. And we are in the company of an innumerable company of angels. Look at your constipation, but angels still like to be around you. Why would you not want to be around people with similar constipation? Innum not only a few, but innumerable company of angels are tolerating and accommodating your pregnant self. And watch other people that are associated with you. Next verse, verse 23. And it puts you, we are in the general assembly and the church of the firstborn. So this is a church. When you're in the church, these are the people that are around. It's you. You're in the general assembly. You just read that the family is, the, Jesus is the firstborn and we have many brothers and sisters. And he said, when the brothers and sisters come together, your family is not just this constipated brother. Melville. I know Spencer sometimes is funny with his constipation and issues. But I'm telling you, we are in a company. You are not alone here. The Bible says the general assembly of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. That guy may have constipation, but he's registered in heaven. And when you are registered in heaven, bow means you meet him. We are going to the same place. And also, not only that, God, the judge of all, is here. And there are the spirits of just men made perfect. But how come we qualify to be in the midst of such a holy array of perfect people? How come? Look at why. Verse 24. Because there is Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. He's here. And he came with the blood of the sprinkling. That speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel says, vengeance. He has killed me. Lord, kill him. But the blood of Jesus Christ says, Father, forgive him, for they know not what they do. Clap for Jesus. Amen. It is the blood of Jesus that he should look at to be able to accommodate one another. That's why I marry a Christian. Yeah, because I have to apply the blood. And the Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 1, I believe it's verse 3. Or is it verse 7? I always confuse the two. That you cannot have fellowship one one another until you carry blood all the time. Yeah. First John chapter 1. Check out verse 3. Yeah. It says, that which we have seen, go to verse 7. Uh -huh, verse 7. Good. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with one another, even if we have constipation, if we are full of it. But Michael, I can have fellowship with you. Why? And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse us from all our sins. Yeah. Ora, you remember the issue you had with one of the sisters in the church? We're having International Sunday, and they were having a time issue i won't tell you the person but it was not easy to the point where that that, that year they, they their country was not represented well because of issues i said why 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 if you don't carry blood you will never be part of this family for long you have to always carry blood like i see if rachel is sleeping in church it's only because of the blood of jesus that i'll forgive her and tell her next week to come and sit in front. Clap for Jesus. If I don't carry blood, I will suck her. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. One person told me, the way ashes can sometimes mistreat church members. 
when they come. And the way church members can mistreat ashes. I've heard so many stories of people that were mistreated by ashes or ashes mistreated them. And the offense was so strong. Sometimes you can't easily go and look in the face of that usher. Your only thing is, let me find another church. But no, no, no. Don't do that. One person said, Pastor, we had an issue one day. One of the ladies said that she will beat my wife. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she will beat everybody else who comes to interfere. Yeah. We were there. We didn't know what to do. Then we dispersed. And then the following we would gather and said, this is not a good day for the church. One person told me, Pastor, when I came, I told him, I said, this is not a good day. But I'm not leaving. I'm coming back next week. Things will become better. We should just go and cool down. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to be a permanent member of the church because you are part of a family. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Let me tell you, if you learn this in church, you will learn it for marriage. You learn it for school. You learn it for work. I can assure you, I just lost a job. How many years ago? Four years, three years, four years ago. And I had given my all to that job. My all. One day, the guy gets up, the owner, gets up and says, you know what? I feel that the, the job over here, I can do it by myself. I don't see why I should pay you. Yeah, that's how it ended. One day, I don't see why I shouldn't do the whole, because he had gotten into a debt and all kinds of things, and it wasn't easy. Needed money. Got rid of me just in one day. I didn't have a job. I'd never worked anywhere. I didn't even know how to apply for a job. I was depressed for a long time until I decided I won't work with anybody. Now, a year later, my pastor told me, I should go and visit that guy. I said, Pastor, you cannot be serious. He said, yes. To show that you have purged the bitterness from your heart. You can't walk as a Christian with bitterness. So I went and visited. We talked and everything. Look, my relatives and friends were not happy with me for what I did, but I did it anyway. And to prove that this time is not my pastor, after that day, I visited every three months or so a couple of times by my own accord to prove that there was no bitterness do you know because of that thing which i did because i've learned it in the church to be part of a family recently the same guy said no this job that i asked this man to go it really needs people and i can't get anybody as good as this man i want him back and he brought me back with much higher pay. Clap for the Lord Jesus. You never know when you will need the other person. You never know that that person's child is the one your child is going to marry. Or that person is the one who is going to give you a job. Learn it. When you learn relationships based on the blood of Jesus Christ. You will learn how to resolve issues. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So we should be permanent because we are part of a family. Number two. So tell somebody, I'm not leaving today because this is my family. And I'm not leaving tomorrow. And tell the person, I will not allow you to leave even tomorrow. I carry blood with me all the time because of you. And tell somebody, I have treatment for your constipation. Stool softness are with me. Number two, you're part of a building. You're part of a building. You must be permanent because you're part of a building. Why do I know? Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry and you are God's building. You are God's building. You are God's building. How can you say you are not permanent if you are a part of the building? Let me ask you, Auntie Almina, how will you feel if one day you come home and your, your, your water closet and your bathroom tells you, today I don't want to be in this house. I'm leaving. 
I'm leaving because you use me too much. I'm going to live with Isabella for the next two weeks. Do you think that your house will be complete? No. How about if you came and your bedroom says you've slept with in, inside of this place too much. I want to go to a place where they don't sleep too much in here. And your bedroom goes away. How about especially your kitchen? Your kitchen goes away. Or even not just your kitchen. One window decides I'm not going to be here in winter. That is how it is for a church member to say I'm not going to be here. You are so important. Every part of the building is so important. God says you are part of his building. He's building you up and he's using you as a part of what he's doing. Or are you very important? Oh yeah. Every one of you is very kidding. Did you know that? You're part of God's building. Write it down. I am part of God's building. God's building. God's building. God's. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus Christ told Peter, he was the first disciple Jesus told, I'm using you as part of the building. He says, you are Simon Peter. But 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter, chapter 16, verse 18, he said, Simon, you are Simon. From today, you shall be called Peter or Petrus or Stone. And he told him, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Upon human beings, let me tell you, the church is not the four square that you see. Matthew 16, 18. It's the people. It's the people. It's the people. When we take until we it's like we've taken a kitchen away. When we take out Sister Devonia, even if for any reason it's not there, I feel the absence. Isabella, you are that important. You may be just the pillar. But the pillar is important. A window. Yeah, you, can, you can break the whole house just by your absence. Being out of place. You are part of God's building. And God says that you are, he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon one individual, one by one, one person called Peter. He said, you are important for the building. Don't think you are not important. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Wow. Look at 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 4. Look something over there. You will be surprised. You will be surprised. Chapter 2. Let's read from verse 2. As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word so that you will grow thereby. Then that verse 3 says, watch this. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, then grow in the church. Then verse 4 says, watch this. Coming to him, that's Jesus Christ, as to a living stone. We use stones for buildings, but there's such a thing as living stone. Everybody that is being used, Bernice, you are a stone that is alive. Manuel, you are a stone, but you are alive. Stones don't live, don't talk. But God says the kind of stones that he uses to build his church, they speak, they are alive. He says that if you don't praise me, I'll raise a stone to praise me. He's talking about somebody else will praise me. Coming Jesus as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You are precious and you are chosen. By God. Jesus was precious. Now, you think it's only Jesus. Verse 5. You also, Brother Michael, tell Oral, you also. You are living stones. Tell someone, we are also living stones. We are building material. Living stones. Tell somebody, I'm a stone, but I talk. I'm a stone, but I breathe. I'm a stone, but don't worry about the constipation. I defecate. The poopoo will come out. I'm full of it, I know, but I'm part of the building stone. It's just because I'm alive that I get constipation. It's just because I'm alive that I get, I irritate people. Sorry. Do you get the point? He said, you also as living stones 
are being built up into a spiritual house. A spiritual house. Not just a forward, a spiritual. The church is a house that God is building. And you and I are the living stones. Just like Jesus was the primary living stone, the cornerstone that people rejected, but God used him chosen and precious. You're also chosen and precious. Part of the living stones. A spiritual house. A holy priesthood. So that you will offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Oh, this is a good place to clap for Jesus. The day I found out this, I told myself, wow, if I don't build up myself, I am disappointing God because I'm chosen as a living stone. I'm alive, but I'm a part of the building part. I should help the church to be built. Anybody that you bring in, just like the Samaritan who brought somebody to the inn, you are actually somebody who is alive as coming as a spiritual house. You are the reason Robert brought you here. You brought somebody here. God is using. First thing God said is that you are a spiritual house. You are a holy priesthood. You offer spiritual sacrifices. But did you know that before you became that building, the first promise God made in 1 Corinthians 3.9 is that you are laborers together with me. He said, you are laborers with me. Devonia, you work with God. You are God's employee. You are God's co-worker. You are a son who serves with God. Jesus Christ said, I must be about my father's business. And God said, you also, brother, I said, first Corinthians 3, 9, says you are laborers together with God. You are workers. You are God's garden and you are God's building. So you are building with God. God is building with you, and God blesses the people that help him to build. Laborers with God, a spiritual house, you are alive. Brother McCoy, when you brought your brother to church, that's what you were doing. God was making you a part of God's building. He's built you up. Now you have to help build up. So everybody that is here, you are like a stone. Another stone must come upon you. You must bring another stone to sit by you, to sit on this side, to sit on your back, to sit on the front. That is why when I came to Memphis, I came as a single living stone. But look at the stones, living stones that have come around. Clap for the Lord Jesus. That is why, Brother Robert, you came in as a single living stone. But look around you. Isabella, even your family enemy has come with you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Your fighter. Your opponent is here. Brother Michael, you came here alone and look at the people. Brother Tony Hall says you irritate him the most, but he loves you. Look at that. Melvo, Spencer, sometimes he disappoints you, but still, that is how it is. You're part of God's building, and God is building you up. God is building you up. And the final thing I want you to know is that you are part of God's garden. Same here. You are God's field, God's garden. He's beautifying you. I still remember Sister Devonia when she came to church. When I look, I can see that since she became permanently planted, God has really caused her to flourish. She's beautiful. I saw her as a student with no money, with no relationship, had just broken up with his, her boyfriend. And she came into the church with a simple innocent face no money no i don't even know whether she had a car she had all these things but as she has stayed in the church like a plant god has beautified her as a flower i've seen her finish school we went to her graduation i've seen her get a beloved we went i mean and then and i've seen her marry we went to her wedding i've seen her have babies we went to the baby dedication i've seen her get new jobs i've seen her dedicate her new house that's god's garden that he has planted that is working on it comes through permanence he said he will plant you you shall be planted by the rivers of water and your fruits you will bear forth your fruit in your season your leaves will not wither and whatever you do shall prosper yeah i was withering until i found the church and i made a decision i am planted 
by the rivers of waters and planted someone planted by the rivers and since did then i born my fruits in my season when i needed to marry i married in the church everything in the church my leaves also have not withered oh yeah i they've been ups and down but it never withers and bible says and whatever you do shall prosper yeah become planted become permanent become remember you are part of a family number two you're what part of a building number three you're what part of a garden it means you are a beautiful flower god is going to take care of you put manure spray the insects away cause you to bud and you will see that that company of angels they are at work for you they work for you the bible says before you go um, the book of um, Hebrews chapter 1, I believe it's verse, the last verse. He says, don't you know that God has given you angels to serve you because you are planted in his house? The last verse of Hebrews. Yeah. Are they, these angels, maybe go to verse 13 and 14. Said they were talking about angels. Angels. He says that, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand? Till I make your enemies my footstools. Then he explains about angels. Verse 14. Verse 14. Are these angels not ministering spirits? Verse 14. Are these angels not ministering or servant spirits? Sent forth to minister for those who inherit salvation. I can assure you. You're going home with an angel and angels. They are supposed to serve you. They are supposed to be the one who takes care of this garden, this building, this family member? Every family member that is planted, you are assigned some angels. As I speak, some angels are at work. That is why I can count on him. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because I'm part of God's family. I'm part of God's building. I'm part of God's garden. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Oh, because I know, yes, I know, he holds my future. And life is worth the living because he lives. Clap for the Lord Jesus Christ to your feet. Oh, clap, clap, and rise to your feet. Rise to your feet, somebody. Look at the person sitting by you. And from today, recognize that you have a special special person it's part of god's family part of god's building part of god's garden not just a farm but a garden you know a farm you can you know but a garden you are very intricate you are very intentional a garden is decorated a garden has flowers a garden is very tender to God. A garden has detail. I want this flower and roses here. I want this here. A garden to take away the weeds. May God plant you permanently. Amen. Oh, may nothing be able to whisk you out in the name of Jesus Christ. May God see in you a need to build a spiritual house. May you become laborers together with God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can assure you, one day I had a dream. And in my dream, I've told you this several times. Demons in the form of dwarfs had chased me everywhere. Until I was going to the university. And then I got a dream that I would die. Finally, by the grace of God, when I went to university, I found a church called Lighthouse. Which is what I mean now. And I've never moved to any other church stable one day i had a dream and god revealed to me that all the dwarfs had come together and now they said final blow for my death and i kept running and running until i had no wind left i was about to fall then my foot hit something then i opened my eyes and i saw a long ladder to heaven and energy came into my legs like a machine propelled me upstairs away from the demons and when i went up there was this big huge figure of a man with gray hair and gray beard and white cloth who embraced me 
and I felt warmth and the embrace of comfort. And then the person whispered in my ear, look back. The enemies you see, you will see them no more. And I saw a set of smoke with multiple colors. Flames. They were all bent. That was the last time I had nightmares. And the person whispered to me, that thing that you touched with your leg is the church. Once you put your leg on it, and you decided to stay and make a place. God took you up. And took care of you. And because you stayed permanent and faithful. God will stay faithful to you. From that day till now. I've decided never. Never to backslide. God help me. Never to leave his church. And always to abound in the work of the Lord in the church. As a permanent not a temporary member. I I am treating this church as the place that when I die, I'll be buried by the grace of God. That the place that my children will be married in. The place that my grandchildren will grow in. Because it's a permanent thing. Just the same way that my family members who are the ones who will be invited to my children's outdooring, to my children's marriage, to my children's, you know, whatever, graduation. The church is my spiritual family permanently. May that be your portion also. God is about to bless you. God is about to honor you. God is about to elevate you and establish you as a tree of righteousness planted by the Lord himself. May the Lord plant you permanently in the name of Jesus. Now, if you're here, your eyes closed, your heads bowed. I want you to put your hand on your heart and tell the Lord, establish me establish my heart forgive me for being tentative for being on and off i want to be stable planted steadfast and movable always in your church established as a family member as a part of the building as part of your garden delicately planted watered and taken good care of i am precious to you help me to stay no matter what happens as a permanent member tell the devil you can't take me out tell the lord i'm here for good keep watering me keep establishing my roots and my branches my leaves will never wither may i bear fruit may i flourish because you are taking care of me in Jesus name now if you are here and you want the Lord to touch you to make you permanent in his kingdom you have been very tentative but today you want to tell the Lord it's final I've made my decision I'm not moving anywhere and you want to tell the Lord please don't have a temporary impact on my life have a permanent impact because I want to have a permanent relationship with you. If you are here like that and today you want to make that decision for real, for real, for real. You've never made it before. But today you want to tell the Lord in your kingdom is for good. In the church is for good. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. You've never made it before. But today you want to make it. Lift up your right hand. Wherever you are. God wants to touch you. God wants to touch you. God wants to touch you wherever you are. You want to just make a decision and tell the Lord, it is final. I want to be part of your garden. I want to be part of your building. I want to be part of the family for real. No games anymore. Lift up your right hand and let an angel touch you wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Now, if your hand is up, I want you to move to the front. Come. I want to pray a short prayer with you come 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 your hand was up come 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 your hand was up just come all right let's all say this say almighty father i've made my decision i am not a temporary resident i am a permanent resident of your church of your building of your garden of your family 
Jesus is my big brother, is the firstborn of my family. I will never belong to the devil's family. I will never eject from the kingdom of God. Plant me safely. Plant me deeply. Water me. Water me. And let me flourish in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus Christ. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.